0: Section Sixty six of Man and Wife. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Schmidt. Man and Wife by Wilkie Collins. Sixteenth Scene, Chapter the Fifty sixth. The Means. The new day dawned, the sun rose, the household was astir again. Inside the spare room and outside the spare room nothing had happened. At the hour appointed for leaving the cottage to pay the promised visit to Holchester House, Hester Dethridge and Geoffrey were alone together in the bedroom in which Anne had passed the night. She's dressed and waiting for me in the front garden, said Geoffrey. You wanted to see me here alone? What is it? Hester pointed to the bed. You want it moved from the wall? Hester nodded her head they moved the bed some feet away from the partition wall after a momentary pause geoffrey spoke again it must be done to-night he said her friends may interfere the girl may come back it must be done to-night hester bowed her head slowly how long do you want to be left by yourself in the house she held up three of her fingers does that mean three hours she nodded her head will it be done in that time she made the affirmative sign once more. Thus far, she had never lifted her eyes to his. In her manner of listening to him when he spoke, in the slightest movement that she made when necessity required it, the same lifeless submission to him, the same mute horror of him, was expressed. He had, thus far, silently resented this on his side. On the point of leaving the room, the restraint which he had laid on himself gave way for the first time he resented it in words why the devil can't you look at me he asked she let the question pass without a sign to show that she had heard him he angrily repeated it she wrote on her slate and held it out to him still without raising her eyes to his face you know you can speak he said you know i have found you out what's the use of playing the fool with me she persisted in holding the slate before him he read these words i am dumb to you and blind to you let me be let you be he repeated it's a little late in the day to be scrupulous after what you have done do you want your confession back or not as the reference to the confession passed his lips she raised her head a faint tinge of color showed itself on her livid cheeks a momentary spasm of pain stirred her death-like face the one last interest left in the woman's life was the interest of recovering the manuscript which had been taken from her to that appeal the stunned intelligence still faintly answered and to no other remember the bargain on your side jeffrey went on and i'll remember the bargain on mine this is how it stands you know i have read your confession and I find one thing wanting. You don't tell how it was done. I know you smothered him, but I don't know how. I want to know. You're dumb, and you can't tell me. You must do to the wall here what you did in the other house. You run no risks. There isn't a soul to see you. You have got the place to yourself. When I come back, let me find this wall like the other wall. At that small hour of the morning, you know when you were waiting with the towel in your hand for the first stroke of the clock let me find that and to-morrow you shall have your confession back as the reference to the confession passed his lips for the second time the sinking energy in the woman leaped up in her once more she snatched her slate from her side and writing on it rapidly held it with both hands close under his eyes he read these words i won't wait I must have it to-night. Do you think I keep your confession about me? said Jeffrey. I haven't even got it in the house. She staggered back and looked up for the first time. Don't alarm yourself, he went on. It's sealed up with my seal, and it's safe in my banker's keeping. I posted it to them myself. You don't stick at a trifle, Mrs. Dethridge. If I had kept it locked up in the house, you might have forced the lock when my back was turned. If I had kept it about me, I might have had that towel over my face in the small hours of the morning. The bankers will give you back your confession, just as they have received it from me, on receipt of an order in my handwriting. Do what I have told you, and you shall have the order to-night. She passed her apron over her face, and drew a long breath of relief. Geoffrey turned to the door. I will be back at six this evening, he said. Shall I find it done? she bowed her head his first condition accepted he proceeded to the second when the opportunity offers he resumed i shall go up to my room i shall ring the dining room bell first you will go up before me when you hear that and you will show me how you did it in the empty house she made the affirmative sign once more at the same moment the door in the passage below was opened and closed again geoffrey instantly went downstairs it was possible that anne might have forgotten something and it was necessary to prevent her from returning to her own room they met in the passage tired of waiting in the garden he asked abruptly she pointed to the dining-room the postman has just given me a letter for you through the grating in the gate she answered i have to put it on the table in there he went in the handwriting on the address of the letter was the handwriting of mrs Glenarm he put it unread into his pocket and went back to anne step out he said we shall lose the train they started for their visit to holchester house end of section sixty six